goblin mode. Have you ever heard that? Goblin mode is the Oxford English Dictionary's 2022 word of the year, even though it's two words. Oxford Dictionary, you may recall, picks a new word each year. And according to the Oxford English Dictionary, the term for 2022, goblin mode, is defined as, and I quote, a type of behavior which is unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly or greedy, typically in a way that rejects social norms or expectations. Goblin mode is basically refusing to be your best self and instead going with sloppy and indifferent and selfish. Goblin mode is basically giving up on the idea that what we do and how we present ourselves and how we treat others, it doesn't really even matter. What is happening that this is the word for 2022? We might all feel like this sometimes, you know, really blah and goblin mode, just indifferent to anything and everything. It can come upon us. We might even encounter people in the grocery store aisle or at the post office who look like they just got out of bed. Even if it's 3 p.m., they're still wearing their pajamas, all unkempt and indifferent. Goblin mode is the opposite of trying to better yourself. We might even apply this term to what happened this week within the Republican Party and the, their search for a House Speaker, a small faction, as you know, refusing to govern unapologetically, self-indulgent, without regard to social norms or expectations about what leadership and government mean. This is an interesting term, goblin mode, especially as we gather at the baptismal font today especially as we move into this season called Epiphany. And as our story, and the choir already sang it, takes us to the Jordan River and the baptism of Jesus. Epiphany comes from the Greek word epiphania, which means a sudden perception of the true meaning of something. You get it. It's a Really, an epiphany is kind of an aha moment. There are lots of epiphanies that appear in the gospel stories as people see Jesus, as people recognize him as unique and authoritative and special and amazing. And one of those epiphanies happens along the Jordan River. Listen to this story again. We've heard it once sung. Now listen from Matthew 3. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. Do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. And then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, 
Just as he came out from the, up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. An epiphany for all who were present in that scene at the Jordan River. A sudden perception about Jesus for all of them to see and even hear. In just two short weeks, we have gone from the birth of Jesus to Jesus' adult baptisms. See, the gospel stories are never going to let us linger around the manger. Never let us linger with the shepherds in the fields and the glory to God in the highest. As Will Willimon says, we cannot get stuck in sappy sentimentality that too often inundates Christmas. The baby Jesus, lots of adoration and admiration. God has bigger plans, bigger intentions for us, and it's about following Jesus, and it involves obedience, and it involves our lives. So Jesus' coming is always about this huge epiphany. We see God in our midst, and then we align our lives with God and God's plans. This is the message. And with this particular epiphany, there intends to be no more goblin mode. Right? No more self-indulgent or sloppy behavior. Our lives are meant to be about goodness. Our lives are meant to be about love and righteousness, doing justice and loving kindness and walking humbly, following Jesus. This scene has Jesus coming to John at the river, the River Jordan, to be baptized. Right away, we want to highlight uh, several things that deserve some attention. First, John the Baptist represents law, and he speaks as a prophet. He's introduced at the beginning of chapter 3 of Matthew's gospel, telling people to change their ways, change their lives, change their hearts. John is linked here with another prophet, Isaiah, who was a voice crying in the wilderness. John is dressed unusually with leather and camel's hair. People were coming from the whole region, it says, to confess their sins and be baptized. John baptized the people, but John kept saying, there's one who's coming after me, who's more important than me, and he will really bring about the reign of God. And then Jesus shows up at this chaotic scene at the river to be baptized by John. Dale Bruner, who writes a really wonderful commentary on Matthew, calls this baptism of Jesus by John Jesus' first miracle. The miracle of humility. Jesus goes down with us, and his whole life will be like this. Jesus going down to be near us, among us, for us. He began his public life in a river with sinners, and he ended his life on a cross in the middle of two thieves. 
Jesus stays low with us, identifying with us at every low level. The God of the universe is not over and above, but one with us in every single way. The epiphany, this epiphany in Matthew at the river with John baptizing Jesus becomes plain right in Jesus' first appearance on the scene at his baptism. This is who he is, humble and among us. Understandably, John is not so sure what to do with this scene, and he says, no, I need to be baptized by you. You come to me, he's asking. Only in Matthew's gospel do we have this little interchange, this little debate about who should baptize who. But Jesus answers, and these are his first words spoken in this very gospel. He answers by saying, let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. When Jesus speaks his first words, it is about righteousness. And then John consented and baptized Jesus. Righteousness is always what God is about. Making things right. Out of chaos, order. That's how the Bible begins. Out of slavery, freedom. This is a primary theme of God. Out of the wilderness, a way. Out of confusion, clarity. Out of heartache, hope. Out of lostness, life. Out of fear, faith. Out of death, life. This is always God's way and God's work. Fulfill all righteousness. Making things right. Matthew uses this word righteous actually seven times in his gospel to stress that if God cares about righteousness, our lives are to be about righteousness also. Not self-righteousness where we want to be right all the time, but about living for God, loving what God loves, spreading joy and justice across the world so it's for everyone. This is what all the Gospels are about. Jesus keeps calling us in response to God's righteousness to align our lives with God and be about righteousness following Jesus. So baptism, this one, and this all baptisms are that moment that remind us about God's abiding love that comes first and covers us. God's grace sustains us and our lives then are directed to live a certain way. Away from self, away from self-indulgent ways, and toward serving, toward following Jesus. So Jesus is baptized by John with this epiphany that reveals who he really is. This is my son, the beloved. And then Jesus immediately gets going in life and ministry, which is about righteousness. The lame walk, the blind see, the poor are given help and care, the demons are chased away, and life moves toward the reign of God. The reign of God looks like love, healing, help, justice, peace, in fact, shalom everywhere. 
our baptisms are to unfold similarly. Faithful work in the world from the baptismal font for each of us forever. Following Jesus toward God's righteousness. There's a true story about a college professor inviting a Buddhist monk into his class to speak to his students, all of whom were seniors. When the monk entered the room, he didn't say any word, and that got everyone's attention. He then went over to the board in the front of the room, and he wrote this, everybody wants to save the world, no one wants to help mom do the dishes. <laughs> everybody laughed, just like that. But then he went on to explain it in this way. Statistically, he said, it's highly unlikely that any of you will ever have the opportunity to run into a burning orphanage to save an infant. But in the smallest gesture of kindness, a warm smile, holding the door for the person behind you, shoveling the driveway of your elderly neighbor, whatever, you have committed an act of immeasurable profundity because to each of us, our life is our universe. And then the monk went on to remind the students that it's the smallest acts of kindness that actually save the world. And we start there with the smallest acts of kindness and then we seek to do as much as we can wherever we find ourselves with whatever opportunities might emerge on our path to heal the planet, to do justice, to end gun violence, to make for the kind of world that God really intends. Our baptisms are about this. This calling uh, to serve God in the world forever. Um, we hear about God's abiding promises at this font. And then we make promises to love and encourage each other along the way, pray for each other, show up for each other. We make promises to teach and encourage our children to keep growing in faith, to keep finding out what it means to have our life framed as children of God. We can't merely sing, Jesus loves me, this I know. We have work to do in the world. We can't simply come to church and call ourselves Christian. We're called to find new and deeper ways each day, each season, to spread God's love and justice everywhere. The new word of the year may be goblin mode, yet we're called to so much more, to live out our baptisms, to be the best that we can be, especially in a world where we're inclined to divisions, to tearing each other down, to assuming we can do whatever we want. Baptism and Jesus' baptism and each of our baptisms remind us that our lives come from God and our lives are about serving God. God has a claim on us. And our commitments are to be about following Jesus toward righteousness, to work for the help and the healing of the world. This is what we do. Live in for through, toward the righteousness of God. Not goblin mode, not 
goblin mode, not selfish mode, not sloppy and greedy mode. We've been baptized. Our lives exist to love and serve God, following Jesus, living out our baptisms, sharing love and peace, justice and joy everywhere we can go. May this be our way, always and forever. Amen. Let us pray. Holy God, to turn from you is to fall. To turn to you is to rise, to open our hearts to your spirit, to refresh, be refreshed by our baptisms. Well, that is to find a way toward deeper commitment following Jesus. Show us that way. In his name we pray. Amen.